Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Loaded show for you here on the podcast. Hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday. On Friday, Art Bryles broke a long media silence, spent over an hour with us on the Wins and Losses podcast. You need to be listening to that if you haven't already. But we will play you an excerpt from that conversation about how he lost his job at Baylor. That discussion you will enjoy in hour three. We're talking Brady and the FaceTiming with Mike Vrabel and also Tony Romo's $17 million dollar man all that and more it's outkick 6 to 9 a.m eastern live on the radio nationwide but you get it now on the podcast enjoy outkick the coverage with clay travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m eastern 3 to 6 a.m pacific on fox sports radio find your local station for outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iheart radio app by searching fsr You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Couple of interesting stories to start off your week. The Tom Brady drama continues to grow. Did you guys see the video that was taken at the Syracuse-North Carolina game of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman FaceTiming with Titans head coach Mike Vrabel? Now... I'm not saying the guys are sitting around hammering out contract terms for Tom Brady to join the Tennessee Titans, but if you're sitting in a basketball arena surrounded by fans, do you really need to FaceTime with Mike Vrabel when it's possible that people around you are going to see your phone, zoom in on it, 
and that phone conversation, that FaceTime conversation is going to go viral. And so the drama continues to build surrounding Tom Brady and what he is going to do. Now, we won't really know. Today is March 2nd. I believe NFL free agency begins on March 18th, but you can begin negotiating officially on March 15th. Uh, and we'll see what happens with the NFL CBA, which is going on. There's still a lot of moving parts in uh, these uh, these NFL contract negotiations. What are the Titans going to do with Ryan Tannehill? Do they franchise him? Are they going to be able to reach some form of uh, contract extension? Are they going to franchise him and then try to, to trade him? Is Brady really interested in leaving the New England Patriots or not? I guarantee you we are going to talk about this every day at least for some point of the of the show for the next 15 or so days as Tom Brady watch continues. So that is one story that is out there. We will uh, continue to talk about it. All right. Another big story. How about Friday night news officially comes down that Tony Romo is going to get $17 million plus a year. $17 million plus, the highest paid person in the history of sports media. And now the question becomes, is this one of those crazy contracts that there isn't any other parallel to, such as what happened with Howard Stern when he went to Sirius. Remember, he got like $100 million. And I don't know if anybody else has even made $20 million hardly a year. I guess some people have. Rush Limbaugh, maybe Ryan Seacrest. But nobody else has come close to $100 million a year with the impact that uh, that contract had for Howard Stern. But it is kind of crazy to think about I told you that that number was going to end up in the ballpark of 15 to $20 million a year. So I'm going to open up the phone lines a little bit later and let us have some fun. Who would you get at this point in time? ESPN wanted to hire away Tony Romo to be their guy for Monday Night Football. Who would you put in the booth? If you were an ESPN executive at this point in time, and you're trying to get the Super Bowl, which is a big part of this story, and that's one reason they would have paid so much for Tony Romo, who would be your guy? Would you go get Peyton Manning and just say, whatever it takes, Peyton Manning, come do Monday Night Football for us. We'll give you $20 million a year. That's how much it matters to us to have a really good booth. Would you uh, roll the dice? And would you decide, you know what? Let's just go find somebody really funny. Let's go get Charles Barkley and just tell him, because he's been offered this gig before on Monday Night Football. Charles Barkley, we need somebody entertaining in the booth. We think you would be really good. Would you stick with what you got? Booger McFarland, Joe Tessitore, find somebody else to go with them? Would you maybe think about shifting your top college football teams would you say to Kirk Herbstreet and and, uh, and Chris Fowler, as the New York Post wrote recently, that maybe they would make sense on Monday Night Football? Would you go grab Jesse Palmer 
and just say, I know you've been a I know you've been a college football broadcaster for us, but you're a former NFL quarterback as well. We want you in the NFL. How about you want a little bit of a uh, a wild card? How about Jordan Rodgers? Really good on college football. Could they move Jordan Rodgers and his team over to Monday Night Football? A lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions to make. We'll let you play television executive and have some fun with that. We are going to also play the podcast interview uh, that we did on Friday with Art Bryles. Art Bryles has barely talked to the media since he was fired at Baylor. He talked to us for about an hour and 20 minutes on Friday, and this thing went up on Friday afternoon. I'm not sure how many of you have had a chance to hear any of that interview, but I would encourage you, it's really good. It's really good. I would tell you to wipe clean everything you think you know about the Baylor scandal and go listen to that podcast interview fresh. We have got, what do we got, Dub? You you clipped it. We've got like 20 minutes worth of that to play. Yeah, we got 20 minutes of that interview from Friday ready to play later on today on the show. And you're right. It was a pretty incredible interview. And I know I'm just speaking for myself, but there was a lot of things and a lot of details from that story uh, and it, it's a great interview to listen to, and it's definitely something you should check out. Yeah, so we're going to play the parts relating to Baylor football. We'll play that in hour three. So if you're out there listening right now, we will play that interview with Art Bryles in hour three, 20 minutes of the conversation. It's over an hour and 20 minutes, I think, total. But at 20 minutes of the conversation that deals with, in particular, uh, his uh, firing at Baylor and what exactly went on there. And I'm telling you, if you have not heard that, you need to go listen to it. Uh, add it to your repertoire. Add it to your list. We got spring break coming up soon. You should be listening to some of these wins and losses podcast interviews, whether it's uh, whether it's Kirk Herbstreet, Paul Feinbaum, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, Mike Leach, uh, Art Bryles. We got a lot coming this week. We're going to talk with Penn State football coach James Franklin. That should be up on Wednesday. These are long-form conversations uh, that you really, frankly, can't hear anywhere else in the world of sports. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy them. Colin Cowherd, Jason Whitlock, Eddie George. I mean, there's a good list of, uh, of people. And uh, I think you guys would really, really enjoy those. There's like 24 of them now. So if you're going to be going on a long road trip or whatever and you need something to listen to uh, that you haven't checked out, trust me on the uh, on the Wins and Losses podcast. But I want to circle back around, bring in the, the crew now. I told you on this show, hey, Tony Romo is going to get between 15 and $20 million dollars. And I'm going to open up phone lines, 877-996-6369, starting off the morning early, maybe finishing off the night late uh, on the West Coast, depending on uh, the pivot point of your lives. But Tony Romo getting $17 million. Potentially, this can be an eight- or ten-year deal. So we're talking about Tony Romo locking down over $150 million more than he made, basically, to play football now, to call football games. What was your reaction when uh, when you saw this news? And, uh, and is it money well spent, Danny G? Money well spent, and I thought you talked it into existence because 
I had heard some numbers thrown out there. Nothing like what you threw out, though. Uh, I mean, I, I was told I was pretty told pretty well. People always say, like, what are your sources? And I'm like, you either trust me or you don't. And most of my stuff, I end up being, when I come out on the radio and I say, hey, here's what I'm hearing, there's not very often where I end up not right. And I said, look, here's what I'm hearing. Uh, what was that, like two weeks ago, uh, roughly, or, or 10 days ago, or whatever it was. I said, look, I'm hearing that Tony Romo's bidding has gotten over $15 million and it could go to 20. And CBS buckled down and said, we're going to give you $17 million to avoid letting ESPN sweep in and potentially pay you $20 million uh, in, order to, uh, in order to remake their Monday Night Football booth. And again, the big story here, why Romo got the money that he did was because this was about sending a message to the NFL of how committed you are to their product. And sometimes the situation sets up perfectly. If ABC, ESPN, Disney had the opportunity to take away Tony Romo, then that would be one of their big calling cards to the NFL on why they deserved a Super Bowl. And Fox, I think, recently made over $500 million in one day on Super Bowl advertising. And so that would have been sort of their bouquet of roses to the NFL from Disney, ABC, ESPN saying, hey, this is how committed we are to making your product look as incredible as possible. We are going to give you uh, Tony Romo and we want the Monday Night Football game to be on ABC now and we want to get into the Super Bowl rotation. And the flip side was CBS has been battered. I, I, I sometimes give out stock picks. Uh, truth I know we've been dealing with and I'm not sure what the the stock market's going to open up uh, at today but the coronavirus has been taking uh, the stock market down I think it was down like 3,700 points last week and a lot of times when people lose their mind and when fear overtakes uh, overtakes rational thought that's the time you want to be buying and so full disclosure I have been buying CBS stock I think CBS is wildly undervalued when you look at uh, the long-range proposition. Now, I don't buy stocks and say like, hey, I'm going to flip this stock in two months, right? I buy stocks thinking I want to hold this thing for five or 10 years. So, But I believe CBS is going to get bought out. That's, that's one reason why I think CBS is wildly undervalued. I think there's a decent chance that the Amazons or the Apples of the world some one of those companies that's getting involved in media could go buy CBS, get themselves a broadcast network, which is becoming more valuable as people cut the cord. Uh, there, you know, people want to watch CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC. Um, I think those broadcast networks, with their ability to reach large populations, are becoming so much more valuable as everybody cuts the cord and whatnot. So, uh, and and I think live news and uh, and sports is going to be the primary reason why people have quote unquote TV because everybody else is going to be watching Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever it is uh, on your streaming services. So I believe somebody will buy CBS, but for CBS. Having lost the SEC game of the week, which is going to go off their network in the next few years, we're not sure exactly when, but ESPN has bought it away. CBS couldn't lose Tony Romo and have to remake their booth at the same time that they're negotiating for an extension on uh, the NFL. So this was, I think, a big win for, uh, for CBS to be able to keep Tony Romo and keep him away from uh, from. ABC 
and as ESPN Disney is aggressively pursuing a Super Bowl and also moving Monday Night Football to ABC. Uh, but uh, what was your reaction, Dub, when you saw the $17 million plus that Tony Romo is getting? I mean, again, over $150 million effectively guaranteed. Well, my first reaction was you know, Clay hit it right on the spot, basically, because we had this conversation a while back uh, talking about what the number should be for CBS. And as far as that goes, to me, it's money well spent. I mean, when yeah. you're already spending billions and billions of dollars on the rights to you know air the game itself, what's another $17 million for, for a, an announcer that everyone seems to like and everyone seems to enjoy the games when he calls? So I think it was a great move by CBS. And definitely, it definitely hurts ESPN a little bit because this was the guy that was – you know, in their crosshairs, the guy they wanted for Monday Night Football, and now they still have a situation on their hands on who's going to be calling their big time primetime games on ESPN. But for CBS, it's a you know seems like an obvious thing to do. One of the all time great moves by Tony Romo to decide to call football games. By the way, he was making three million dollars. He was making three million dollars a year, and his salary just went to seventeen million in the space of what did he do? Three years. I think it was three years that he called games for CBS. Am I right about that? Somebody can look up when he first started calling games. Everything kind of runs together, but I'm pretty sure it's three years. And by the way, CBS has got the Super Bowl coming up this next February So uh, to play down in Tampa Bay. So that in and of itself is also another reason that CBS had uh, a big-time incentive to get Romo locked up because otherwise they would have been breaking in a brand new broadcast booth to try to figure out what made sense going forward. Uh, what about you, uh, Eddie? Good move, bad move by CBS to go $17 million. Yeah, I, I think it's a good move. I think Tony Romo is certainly very likable. He's a name. Obviously, when you're quarterback of the Cowboys, that in itself is going to you know put a spotlight on you. I, I mean, I, I'm, I think he does a good job. He's not someone who annoys me, which is my my biggest complaint with a lot of broadcasters. And he he looks like he, I mean, he see, acts like he's having a good time. And I know that we take this very seriously, but it, football is supposed to be fun. So I, I I like Tony Romo in the booth. I think it's a good investment. All right, let's do this. Let's open up the phone line. This is sometimes fun. Uh, you get to play television executive, all right? This is fantasy television executive. Who is your Monday night football booth now if you are in charge of ESPN? So right now you've got, uh, so two years ago, you uh, they debuted a new Monday night football booth when John Gruden left. They put in, it used to be, it was John Gruden and Mike Tirico, right? Uh, that was the booth that was there for several years. And I think that was a very solid Monday night football tandem. Uh, You had John Gruden and Mike Tirico, and that went really, really well. All right. And then two years ago, ESPN tried to catch lightning in a bottle. They said, oh, Tony Romo's really good. We'll debut Jason Witten. And they put Jason Witten in the booth with Joe Tessitore, and then they put Booger McFarland on the sideline in the Boogermobile, if you remember, like the thing that he was riding along uh, the side of the field, and that didn't go very well. Well, Jason Witten was like, you know what? This television business, not really for me. So he retired uh, from television and went back to football. And uh, then they brought Booger McFarland into the booth uh, alongside of Joe Tessitore. Now, I like Booger McFarland. I think he's a really good dude. And I think that's a tough job to get, where suddenly all you've gone from playing football and yet you've done sideline for a year on Monday Night Football and then boom, it's you and Tessator in the booth and you guys have uh, have it to roll with going forward. 
I think it's clear that they're going to contemplate remaking that booth in uh, the weeks and months ahead. What would you do? To me, the easy solution, and I don't know if he would say yes, is to offer Peyton Manning whatever he wants. And some people say, well, it's crazy to pay that kind of money for somebody. I disagree. I think if you look at the larger context and what this message you're sending to the NFL is, if you put Peyton Manning in that booth, let him pick whoever he wants to call games with, frankly, uh, and maybe you put Booger McFarland on the sideline or something like that if if you still want to have him involved, but I think Peyton Manning would be fantastic in the booth. I think you could offer Peyton Manning a Tony Romo-like contract and it would be money well spent in the event that you end up getting the Super Bowl and you end up being able to put Monday Night Football on ABC. That is a deal that if I were Bob Iger, who's now the chairman of the board, or I'm, I think, Bob Chapik, Chapik, I'm not even sure how you pronounce his name, the new CEO of Disney, that's a deal that I'm willing to sign off on. But if Peyton Manning says no, I don't know what you do. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A lot of you wanting to weigh in. 877-996-6369. Who would you put in the Monday Night Football booth now that CBS has paid $17 million plus per year to Tony Romo? Over $150 million guaranteed to Romo in uh, the years ahead. Congratulations to him. Perfect timing for his contract to be coming up at a time when CBS needs uh, big-time bona fides with the NFL to keep that television package. So as a result, ESPN not able to hire away Tony Romo, who they were prepared to pay up to $20 million a year to. I said you have to go to Peyton Manning and offer him potentially a Tony Romo deal. $17 million a year if you want to get a guy like that in the booth, I think Peyton Manning would be outstanding. Who would you go get? If you were playing fantasy, fill in the booth uh, right now. You are a television executive in charge of putting together this booth. I'm going to go to calls here momentarily, uh, but first I'll go around the horn with the crew. Who would you go with, Danny G? All right, I have a three-man booth for All you, right. Clay. I'm going to grab Mike Tirico. You can't. Like, you can't just go get well, you somebody said who's it's under fantasy. contract. No, no, but it's got to be somebody that theoretically you could get. Like, you can't Can't go you get, buy them out, though? You can't, no, no. You can't, like, say, oh, I'm going to go get Jim Nance and Tony Romo. <laughs> no, they just signed contracts with CBS. So you can't get them away. <laughs> so you can't go back and get Mike Tarico. He already left and went to NBC. He's eventually going to take over the Olympics and everything else. And I think uh, when Al Michaels eventually steps down, what they told him was you'll be able to call uh, you know, Sunday night football. Damn and it, for I'd people like out there, the by the way, play. who don't think the NFL cares about this, you are insane. The NFL can sign off on who the broadcast partners are. You know, they they, they have to get like the okay uh, in order for them to be able to uh, to make these decisions. It matters to the NFL what the production quality of broadcasts is, which is why a guy like Romo has the value that he does. All right, so I'm, okay, well, I'm canceling out your attempt to hire somebody who's already under contract. Well, I'll have to rethink my play-by-play guy then. The other two I had in there, Peyton Manning and Pat McAfee. Now, we had him on our show two Super Bowls ago, yeah. remember? Love his personality. He's funny, smart, and it would be great to have Peyton Manning paired with an idiot kicker. I think that would be that's not a bad that's not a bad watch. that's not a bad combo. Uh, I don't know if they would want the risk associated with uh, with McAfee, uh, who's more along the lines of somebody like me who might say something that uh, that that upsets people. But I also think in this day and age where it's so difficult to get attention, I really like that combo. I think that's a solid combo. What about you, uh, Dub? What would your fantasy booth be if you had to fill Monday Night Football? I also have a fantasy trio, and the play-by-play, I like Joe Tessitore, so we'll stick with Joe in the booth there. And I also have Pat McAfee. I think he's a, a hilarious guy. He does a really good job on the college broadcast. And the third is a bit of a wild card for me, but hear me out, because the game of football on the broadcast, gambling has become a much bigger deal, and I think it will be a pretty major component of broadcast in the future. I'm going to put Norm McDonald in there because he is an absolute degenerate gambler. He's hilarious. I think him and Pat McAfee would have a field day and then Tessator or whoever's doing the play by play, it'd be kind of fun to have to see them 
rein those two in. And I don't think, obviously, this is going to happen because Norm McDonald can sometimes go a little bit off the deep end. But I think that would be a fantastic trio. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? Who would you put in? I would promote Chris Fowler to be my play-by-play guy. I, I I love Kirk Herbstreet, but I associate him so much with college football. I would I would rather him be my number one college football guy. Uh, for my play-by-play, or for, excuse me, for my color analyst, uh, I'm going to go and see if Andrew Luck would like to stay oh, no, connected with the no, NFL. Why not? An, Andrew Luck's voice <laughs> is atrocious. Wait a minute! It's don't just want to put would, no, just, no, no. don't just want to put Norm McDonald on the air. No, 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 no. Well, look, Norm McDonald is a television professional already. <laughs> Do we have audio of Andrew Luck? Andrew, it's rare that I would say this. Andrew Luck's voice is so bad, you cannot put him on uh, as a broadcaster. It would be like listening to Patrick Mahomes yeah. for two hours. Yeah, there's certain voices. Oh, come on. There's certain you voices. You think Peyton that Manning so has great, great pipes? Come on. No, Peyton Manning has a normal guy voice. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Peyton if, Manning does not have a normal Andrew Maybe Luck for normal had, for Nashville, if Tennessee. Andrew Luck had my show, our ratings would drop 78% in the first year doesn't even matter what opinions he was giving. People would be like, I can't listen to that guy talk for three hours. There's zero percent. Andrew Luck, I am vetoing. This is Wait the a worst minute. decision. This is my selection. I'm telling you it. that if you made the pitch to me, I would fire you. All right, Andrew if Luck is Bob my Iger pick. He still knows, Bob Chapin, obviously, he still knows Disney, intimate, and you intimately pitched the me league. Andrew Luck as the voice of Monday Night Football, I would fire you on the spot for having bad decision making. Okay. No, so, I, I'm picking Andrew Luck. All right. No caller will be as bad as that suggestion we just got from Eddie Garcia. That's, that's Roberto, who would you put in? Uh, I like I, – I don't watch that much college football. When I do, I enjoy uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. So I'll move those guys up, and I'll add Peyton Manning with them. Well, that's a hell of a, that's a, hell of a group. I mean, if you added Peyton Manning. So uh, I do think that'll get some talk uh, about the idea of Fowler-Herbstreit because you know that those guys are good. Um, I think the challenge is the challenge. Let me just say this. I think that ESPN has a lot of really good college football announcers. So I, I think that they could ease. It's more easy to move a guy over from college football. What I would say is maybe you go Jesse Palmer. If you want to move somebody over from college football, uh, to the NFL booth, if that's the play, I don't know what Herb street and, uh, and Fowler would say. I mean, it's certainly flattering if they got that opportunity, but I don't know what they would say. Uh, Can we listen to Andrew Luck? This is who Eddie Garcia wants you to listen to for three hours every night on the signature broadcast for Disney, ABC, and ESPN. Hello. This certainly isn't how I uh, envision this or plan this, Uh, but but I am going to retire. This is not an easy decision. Uh, Honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life. I don't think you can put that guy on. I think it's you're the worst crazy. Voice. There's, I think it's the there's worst nothing voice wrong in the history with that. Of broadcast there is nothing wrong. He'll with start off with Hello. Andrew Luck. Hello. Uh, Andrew Luck, <laughs> worst voice in the history of broadcast oh television. Oh my god, you're I'm not crazy. even sure who close number you're, two is. You're insane. I, in fact, I know who the close number two is. It's Beth Mowens. But other than Beth Mowens, it's Andrew Luck and Beth Mowens for the worst voice in the history of broadcast. His voice television. is no worse than Peyton Manning's voice. They'll play Peyton Manning's voice. Do we have Peyton Manning's voice? Peyton, first of all, Peyton Manning has such a good voice that he oh is God. that Hello. he is you, the best <laughs> uh, that he is the best Hello. pitch man in the history of cut that meat. He's the That's best Peyton Manning pitch right man there. in the history Whoever of television. Whoever wrote that narrative can shove that one where the sun don't shine. Yeah. Oh boy, 
Yeah. Yeah, you want to listen to that? Better. You're crazy. Infinitely better. Tennessee bias to its core right there. It's not a Tennessee bias. You're he is b- from baloney. New Orleans. Hello. All right. Awful decision by you. Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. Does anybody else think that Andrew Luck has a good enough voice to be on? Am I wrong that just cutting him on Monday Night Football based on – is it racist of me to say that Andrew Luck's voice is not good enough to be on Monday Night Football? Is that racist of me, Danny racist, G? It's not racist, but I think it might wrong. be racist. I might be racist. It might be racist of me. Everything's racist these days. Is it racist of me, Danny G, to say that, that Andrew Luck's voice is not good enough to be on Monday Night Football? Yes, racist. it is. Voice it's very racist of me. Voicist? <laughs> yeah, voicist. I think it might be racist. It might. It's possible that my racism against uh, white Americans has just come out in the way that I just shot down Andrew Luck so quickly be great, based on his voice. Every, every telecast with... Hello. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the same way, you can't have Patrick Mahomes as the Monday Night Football broadcaster with that voice. Like, you can't listen to him either. What do you think, Hello? Is it racist of me to shoot down Andrew Luck like that? I mean, I would watch. And now it, I, it, it would be so First of bad all, that it's everybody's going to watch. Like, it, uh, like, if you're a fan of – that's, the, that's the, the rub here on announcing crew. There are lots of times that I put uh, broadcasters on mute. Right. If I am gambling, I don't. Does anybody? Do you do? You're a big gambler, Dub. Do you do this? If I'm gambling and the side that I'm gambling on uh, is losing, I 100% go mute because I think that the announcers are just trying to make my bet feel worse. And the same thing if my team is losing and and I feel like the announcing team is just praising the other side for kicking my team's ass, I mute it in a heartbeat. Well, a lot, I do a lot of other things before I do that. I mean, I'm a very superstitious guy. I have to change a shirt, maybe go, you know, grab a different kind of beverage, something like that. Uh, muting it is way down the list. I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. If oh, I mute, I mute, I mute announcers all the time when things aren't going my team's way. First of all, because generally speaking, I can tell what's going on in the game. I don't necessarily need to hear a uh, a voice. Um, but like, I, I honestly think if you just think about. I it, so the best broadcast crews, right? I you guys know I'm a big fan of Joel Klatt. And he's a really good buddy of mine. Herb Street is a good friend as well, and I think he's fantastic. I think they're the two best college football announcers, right? In terms of color men uh, out there. I also think there's a lot of really good ones at ESPN for college football. I think Jesse Palmer's really solid. I think Jordan Rogers is really good. In fact, if you want a uh, a crew that I think is really outstanding uh, that could get elevated. I think Greg McElroy is really good. There are a lot of dudes out there that I think are very good in the college football space with ABC, ESPN, uh, you know, Disney, however you want to classify it. So I think if they wanted to go to the college football side and call people up uh, to move them over to Monday Night Football, I think that's possible. I like Booger McFarland. I know people tee off on Booger McFarland. I think he's a good dude. Uh, I think he got put into a tough spot. Um, with that, you know, first year you're Jason Witten and and uh, Testator, and I like Witten too, by the way. I think he's a good dude. Um, and you put Booger on the Booger Mobile on the sideline, and then the next year you put him in the booth, and it just feels like that's a that's a difficult transition. And I and I do think it's hard to go from not calling games like the Romo idea is pretty rare, where you go with a guy who's never called a game before put him in the booth, make him your number one guy, and he just kills it from the get-go. I think that that is going to be a rarity in terms of how good that a guy like Romo is in the booth. Uh, And by the way, I know I said we're going to take some calls. Let me go ahead and get a couple of calls in here quickly, and then we'll fill out the calls on the back end here. But I think Romo being so good 
has artificially set the uh, set the possibilities and expectations for other new announcers. Who's up next? Who's up first? Travis in Korea. Oh, Korea. Let's see how this goes. First of all, I'm assuming, are you a, a soldier, Travis? Yes, sir. Appreciate the service. Where are you from originally? Uh, Maryland, sir. Nice. All right. So uh, who would you hire uh, if you had the opportunity to make a hire? Um, so I have two people for a play-by-play uh, real quick. So I'd try to get Brett Musburger out of retirement if you can get him. Oh, that if would be interesting. If no, then you bring Chris Fowler. And if he says no, get Chris Fowler up from college. And then uh, as an analyst, I'd, I'd like to hear uh, Randy Moss and then put Pat McAfee as the uh, like Booger Mobile guy. Uh, that's good. Okay, thanks for the call. Thanks for the service again out of Korea. It's amazing that we can have a call from Korea that works flawlessly and people from Kentucky can't talk, uh, ever call the show and have that work flawlessly. Um, I like that. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad group. If you had Randy Moss, Pat McAfee, and either – I love the idea of pulling Brent Musburger back out of – I mean, he's calling Raider games now in radio, and he sort of frustratedly, it feels like, left ESPN back in the day – I feel like pulling him out of retirement is an interesting move. Otherwise, Chris Fowler uh, would be, I think, a very smooth uh, selection there. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we got a lot of people waiting to pop them up. Bruce in Kansas. Bruce, who you got? Who's your uh, announced team? Good morning, Clay. I'd pick Dan Patrick, Joy, and you, Clay Travis. Uh, who is the other one, Dan Patrick? And his co-host, Joy. Joy Taylor. Oh, Joy Taylor. Joy yeah, Taylor. Thanks. thanks for the call. Uh, Joy Taylor is uh, the co-host of, uh, of uh, Colin Cowherd. But uh, Dan Patrick and I would be an interesting booth. Um, that would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, who's up next? Tommy in Florida. Tommy, who you got? All right, man. Great show. Uh, first of all, forced phony never works. The Dennis Miller thing, you got to get great support actors. The, the best announcers, the game is still the star. Aikman, Romo, Herb Street. My picks here are no-brainers. Joe Klatt's fantastic. Randy Moss is a home run. And the play-by-play guy should be Sean McDonough, who's actually very, very sarcastic and dry, and he's hilarious. Good stuff. Who's up next? We got Jim in Minnesota. Jim, who would you hire? Hey, man, I'll take Randy Moss. I'm not jumping on anybody's coattails. That's not how I sound. I take Tony Romo, and I take uh, Jimmy Johnson as play commentator. Jim, are you drunk? No. You just sound like this normally. I sound like they're normal because I'm overly tired, man. I've been out all night waiting for your show. This show and the show before you, I don't want to announce any names because I don't want to scrutinize myself off of any show that's prohibited to put me on air sports talk radio because I do have a good analogy about football radio because I won a city championship back in 1977 when I was a third-string nose tackle, and I was the smallest nose tackle on the field because that fullback weighed over 200 and 46 pounds, which is almost the illegal limit. Thanks the for illegal the call. Limit was- That's our friend Holler and James. I got you. Definitely sounds like a drunk man. <laughs> it's early in Minnesota. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Calvin in Nashville. Calvin, who would you hire? All right, I would elevate Van Pelt as the play-by-play. I would have McAfee for the uh, comedy and uh, a sleeper. I like I like Bucky Brooks over on NFL Network. I don't know if he's under contract, but he, I learned something from him every time he, he talks. Intriguing. Y'all have a great day. Yeah, thanks for the uh, suggestions. Uh, who's up next? We got everybody there, Dub, or not? G- got a couple more. Colton in North Carolina. Colton, fire away. Uh, how you doing? Excellent. Um, actually, I would like to take Peyton Manning. That's if he don't take an NFL job, you know, because he was talking about a Jets job last year. Or you can just take uh, Phil Sims that used to be the commentator for CBS. That wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah. Uh, last one. Hey, be fast with me. Skiles in Louisiana. Skiles, what you got? Man, I think it goes down to the popularity of Pat McAfee. Everybody's picked him. I think that you can ride him into ESPN. I like Gus Johnson. I really don't know what happened to him. Uh, I think hey. he'd be a good one as far as another NFL guy. If Greg Olson ever retires, I think he'd be really Okay, really that's great. Uh, Gus Johnson is Joel Klatt's uh, partner on Fox. When we come back, Brady drama next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You know who had a good weekend? Tony Romo.
locks in $17 million a year guaranteed potentially for the next 10 years, $150 million plus contract. I'm not sure anybody in the world of sports had a better weekend than Tony Romo. We were just talking about what we would do uh, to fill in the, uh, the broadcast booth if we were ESPN, given the fact that they have missed on Tony Romo. What is the next step for them? Lots of great suggestions. I'll just say this again. I don't know if they could get them, but what if you could get Peyton and Eli together? I don't know if they would do it, but if you could get Peyton Manning and Eli together in the booth and let them pick whoever they wanted the play-by-play to be, that potentially could be pretty phenomenal based on the rep, you know, the, the, the sort of the interaction that those guys have had over the years in their television commercials to have a couple of brothers going at each other throughout the course of the television broadcast, that would be pretty outstanding, I think. You get the huge celebrity angle. I don't know that you could get both of them, but that would be an angle that I would potentially try to play if I were ESPN to try to get both those guys uh, in the booth together, put them with whoever would be the best fit for what the tone of their broadcast would sound like, that would be a major star component show. What do you guys think about the idea of Peyton and Eli together? Danny G, good good thought on the Monday night broadcast to have Peyton and Eli together? I could see that working. Uh, I guess it would all depend on who would be anchoring things as the play-by-play. I mean, I think they'd get to pick. What do you think about that, Dub? Based on their uh, sort of chemistry and obviously the fact that they've known each other for a long time, but also that we have a knowledge about their relationship together. How do you think that would work? I think it would work really well. Like you said, you know, people know Eli and Peyton's story, obviously. And, you know, there, there's they've had funny moments on their commercials they've done in the past. So I think it'd be uh, a pretty interesting broadcast for sure. Uh, what about you, Eddie? I'm not even sure we should ask your opinion after you tried to put Andrew Luck in the broadcast booth. But what do you think about that duo? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna dump on every opinion you have the show because of yeah. what you said about my Andrew Luck. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I think you'd be fired on the spot yeah. if you made that suggestion. One, one Manning is plenty. We don't need to. Uh, all right. So the I, 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 legit, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I legitimately believe the biggest story in sports over the weekend is Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, FaceTiming with uh, with Mike Vrabel at the Syracuse and North Carolina game on, what was that, Saturday? Uh, does anybody dispute with me that the biggest story in the world of sports in terms of the thing that you were most interested in was them FaceTiming with, uh, with uh, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, and Mike Vrabel, Titans head coach. Does anybody doubt that? No, but it, it almost feels like Tom Brady is trolling us right now with everything that he does. We can dispute, We can talk about what the impact is, but of all the things that happened in the world of sports over the weekend, the thing other than other than Romo getting the seventeen million, and that happened on Friday night. I am. I was most intrigued by the by the Brady and Vrabel facetiming. Does anybody dispute that? Like, of all the things that were out there, if you had to talk about one thing that happened over the weekend, I know there were XFL games. I know you could talk about LeBron and Zion. It's regular season NBA. I don't care about any of that stuff. To me, I'm way more interested in what Tom Brady is going to do in free agency. over the and, and so this thing. So I want to start here. I think it's strange that they did this. 
all right? I'm not a FaceTime guy. I FaceTime with my kids and with my wife when we're talking to the kids. I don't think I have ever, the only, I'm being honest about this. The only person who FaceTimes me, uh, other than my wife and my kids, is Matt Leinert. Matt Leinert is the only person who I know who, if you rather than have an actual phone conversation, he wants to FaceTime me. I don't FaceTime with anybody other than my wife and kids, except for Matt Leinert. Do you guys, I want to start with this question. Wife and kids are out of the equation. A lot, nobody else on the show has the wife and kids other than Roberto. But do you guys FaceTime with your male friends? So I'm going to give you girlfriend, right? Okay, probably want to see what your girlfriend looks like or some girl that you're dating if she's not your girlfriend. Do you talk to your male friends on FaceTime as opposed to text with them or talk on the phone? Hell nah. no. Okay, so, I mean, am I strange in this that I don't no. do that? Hell no. No, the last time a guy friend tried to FaceTime my phone, I thought somebody in his family died or something. Or that it had been, a, like, when Leinert FaceTimed me the first time, I thought it was a butt dial. I was like, oh, no, there's no way he's actually calling me another man to FaceTime with me. So, uh, so you don't, D- Danny G, you don't FaceTime people? No. What about you, it's Roberto? It's awkward. Other than your kids or your wife? Uh no, uh, just my sister. Sometimes she lives in San Francisco. Okay, That's about it. May- maybe a sister, but like not like one of your guy no, friends. No, no, no way. What about you, Dub? Because I understand. I've talked about this before, and I feel like it's somewhat generational. Do you Facetime your guy friends? So there are situations, and this all revolves around sports and betting, where it'll be, you know, fourth quarter of a football game, and I got some a buddy. It's mainly one, the same guy. and he, I mean, he's an absolute degenerate. I love him. And we, we, we may be on the same side of something, and it's crunch time, you know, 30 seconds left to go in a basketball game. And uh, I think it comforts him to, you know, have the FaceTime uh, there. But other than that, not really. <laughs> you? But you want to look at another dude while you're gambling on a game? I mean, I'm not necessarily I would looking understand. at the phone. Here's the thing. Like, for the FaceTime, if you if your friend calls and he's like, hey, I'm at the beach, you got to see this, right? Or, hey, I'm at this sporting event and this is unbelievable. You got to see the view of my seats. Like, theoretically, you could also take a picture and just text it. Maybe if there's something other than you, but... I think it's so. What about you, Eddie? Are you a I FaceTime with other guys that I'm friends with guy? I don't FaceTime with anyone, not even my wife. I don't know. I think it's a little bit strange that you don't FaceTime with your wife. All right. Well, I don't, so I guess I'm strange. Do you have FaceTime or do you have like a flip phone? No, I have an iPhone. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So you're completely anti FaceTime. Completely. All right. So my read on this, and again, I'm 40, so it's possible that I'm out of touch. Number one use of FaceTime for me is kids. Like 99% of the time that I FaceTime, it is with my kids. Like I'm out of town or, uh, you know, uh, it's almost always out of town, right? So I think for most parents, the number one use of FaceTime is with kids. Does anybody else think it's a little bit strange that Vrabel, who is whatever he is, like 45, 46 years old, and somebody look up how old Vrabel, maybe he's 48. I, I mean, he's not that much older than Brady. I think it's a little bit strange that he's FaceTiming with Edelman and Brady, regardless of what they're talking about. 
Is this something that athletes do all the time? He's only Maybe 44. This, yeah, 44. Vrabel's only 44? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. I knew he was not that. So, I mean, he's basically the same age as Brady then. All right. So, uh, does anybody else think it's a little bit strange, regardless of what the conversation was, that they were FaceTiming? I'm going to open up the phone line because I'm actually curious on what the uh, sort of ethical constraints or normal behavior is from a FaceTime perspective. This is a relatively new technology, right? How long has FaceTime existed? Like, remember back in the day when we watched Back to the Future 2 and they had, like, the television, uh, I mean, they had the video calls and we were like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. (laughs) Imagine if you could, instead of just having a phone call, if there was a video with it and then it took, like, 20 years for it to happen and now we've got it on our phones and yep. like it's not really that you know like impressive of a thing in the grand scheme of things people are used to it but also 9 uh, years yes yeah, 9 years Steve Jobs introduced it June 2010 okay but it didn't work really well for how long like in 2010 people were not facetiming all the time like i would say this is something that's really only been in vogue for like the last I, five I, years. iOS device initially released January, January. I know it might have been initially released, in, but it didn't work really well. Yeah, you're right. The cellular version was popular starting in 2012 and 2013, this says. All right. So, and, and I think it's really worked only as long as people have had really good Wi-Fi, right? So I would say the last five years is really where FaceTiming has taken off. And so the uh, sort of the ethics or the common sense usage of it, I would say is still relatively new, right? Like, so uh, so I'm curious how it's used. So when I saw this, so let me take a step back. When I saw this, I'm like, okay, this is not tampering. So people are, there's always like, oh, this is tampering guy. Like there's always guy who overplays everything. That's tampering. It's a contractual violation. The same way that there's always, you know, there's guys out there who oversell everything. There's always tax ramification guy. Like, so Tony Romo's getting $17 million now to call games for CBS. And tax guy's going to be like, well, that's only $10 million after taxes. Yeah, thanks, guy. Everybody knows that people pay taxes, all right? And by the way, it's like $400,000 after Bernie Sanders' tax codes go into effect. So that's tough for Tony Romo. It makes $17 million, 16.6 of it's going to go for taxes uh, if Bernie Sanders gets uh, elected. But don't need tax code guy out there, right? Tax code guy always jumps in. Trade clause guy, right? Like this is particularly the case in social media. You're like, hey, you know what? I think that so-and-so should get traded for so-and-so. And immediately no trade clause guy like just parachutes into the conversation. Yeah, hey, he's got a no trade clause. Like, okay, guy. Okay, Mr. You know, reading every word of the contract. We don't need you. Like, I swear to God, if you want to just be, if you just want to have fun, like go on Facebook or go on Twitter and suggest a trade and see how long it takes for no trade clause guy to just parachute right into the comments. Like, dude, calm down. Or, you know, like, uh, again, there are all these guys like that show up on social media. The tax guy, tax guy's got to come in and remind everybody, no matter what happens, well, you know, after taxes, that's only, yeah. Everybody knows there's taxes, yeah. big guy. You know, like, there's tax guy, there's no trade clause guy, and... Uh, Grammar guy. Well, grammar guy, I don't mind because it, it, I do automatically discount 99% of your opinion if you use the wrong your in your take with me. 
Like, if you don't know the difference between Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, I'm not kidding. I judge you, and I cut out 99% of the validity of whatever opinion you have because I'm like, this dude hasn't mastered third-grade grammar. There's no way he's going to be right about, like, uh, the coronavirus. All right? I'm sorry. If <laughs> if you told me right now, uh, who do you trust, the guy who can use your correctly describing the coronavirus or the guy who can't, I'm going with the guy who can use your correctly on analyzing the coronavirus. It's a rough uh, IQ test for me. All right? So, uh, so – the, the 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 play here on the contracts I'm not as focused on of whether this is a contractual violation. But I thought uh there are several different ethical things in play here. One is, you know, the FaceTime. Two is the guy, whoever it is, who zooms in on another person's phone conversation and makes this video phone call go viral, right? I mean, because uh because if with Edelman and Brady talking to Vrabel that guy who zoomed in behind them in the bleachers and saw it, if it, because if that guy just says, right, like if that guy calls into our show and says, hey, I saw, uh, I was sitting behind Brady and Edelman at the Syracuse UNC game, and you're not going to believe this, but they were FaceTiming with Mike Vrabel during the game. None of us believe it, right? Does anybody believe it if a guy calls in and says that and there's not video evidence of it? No. I mean, that sounds crazy, right? I mean, it sounds like just something that's that's too ludicrous. I remember um, this is a different story, but the University of Tennessee, when they were hiring a replacement for Phil Fulmer, they were considering Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin FedExed a package direct to Mike Hamilton's house with uh, like a bunch of clippings on why he should be the next coach at the University of Tennessee. And Mike Hamilton was like, oh my God, the FedEx guy is going to tell everybody, but nobody believed the FedEx guy because they were like, do you really think Lane Kiffin would be dumb enough to FedEx a package to the athletic director's house talking about how he wanted to be the next coach of the University of Tennessee with his name on the return address? They're like, there's no way that that was real, right? But it was real but nobody would believe it. Like, that's kind of the way I would think if somebody called in and said Vrabel was FaceTiming with these guys. But it's amazing. It definitely makes you think that the relationship between Vrabel and Brady is really a, a, a pretty good one if they're having a random FaceTime conversation during a basketball game. And I would suspect maybe it was Julian Edelman who called Vrabel. It's possible that it was Edelman who called him as opposed to Brady. But I would think that almost 100%, even if they're razzing each other or going back and forth, that has to be connected in some way to the free agency because we saw the video that also went viral of Edelman saying he's coming back and Brady saying, I'm not. Did you see that video that like also got a lot of attention? Moreover, I still don't understand why they went to the UNC and Syracuse game either. Like that in and of itself was also crazy. So phone lines are open 877-996-6369. So I want to know what you thought about it. Do you think it's strange on the video? Did it make you believe that it was more likely that Brady could end up with the Titans? I'm going to be honest with you. It did make me think it's even more likely that Brady could end up with the Titans because it reinforced the relationship between Brady and Vrabel. 
And I think if Brady breaks up with Bill Belichick, what happens a lot of times when you break up with somebody? You want to go the completely opposite direction with your next relationship. If you break up with a girl and she's way too clingy, then the odds that you end up with a clingy next girlfriend are really low. Very often, you are going to go in the exact opposite direction. If you dated a brunette, you might go blonde. If you were with the redhead, you might go brunette, whatever. It's unlikely that you're going to end up with the same person the next time you start dating, right? If you have broken up the relationship. I think having worked for Bill Belichick as long as he has, Brady wants a coach that he really likes, that he knows is in his corner 100% that he's going to have a phenomenal relationship with. That's Vrabel. So I'm not saying Brady's going to break up with Belichick. In fact, I still think the most likely outcome is Brady stays in New England. But if he is going to leave, I think he's going to want the anti-Belichick. And I think the anti-Belichick is a guy like Vrabel, who he's buddies with, that he doesn't have to worry about playing mind games on him all the time, that he knows is 100% in his corner. You ever notice how guys get married second time if you're a really successful guy? How much of a cliche is it that a guy marries his secretary? Guy who's at the office, he's working all the time, he's got a wife at home who's yapping in his ear, who's complaining all the time. How often do you see the affair with the secretary and then sometimes the marrying of the secretary? Do you know why that is? It's because he wants the complete opposite of what he already has. And he thinks, if I marry my secretary, this woman is just going to make my life so easy. Now, the truth of the matter is, once you marry your secretary, I'm sure she's in your ear yapping and complaining all the time too because she doesn't work for you anymore. She's now your wife. And you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to have to deal with all this noise and all this complaining I'm going to have now this secretary who's just making my wife, uh, making my life perfect. And the reality is she's not your secretary anymore. She's your wife and she's complaining all the time. And then you move on and get the new secretary. It's always the story. You know, when you, when you, when you marry the mistress, it opens up a new uh, roster spot. It's a new, new spot for the new side chick. Probably happens a lot. All right. So, but the point is you oftentimes go different direction when you end a relationship and go in a completely different direction with the new one. And I think that could be what's going on here with Brady if he ends up with Vrabel. But the FaceTiming makes me believe it's more likely that Brady's going to go to the Titans because I don't think you're FaceTiming with some random guy that you rarely talk to. I think this is a conversation that's happening fairly regularly. Danny G, when you saw this video... Uh, of the video face FaceTime chat, yeah. did you also think it was more likely that Brady's going to the Titans? Well, the only reason that I feel like it strengthens the Brady to Titans talk is because Brady looked so uncomfortable next to Edelman. His body language seemed like he wanted to exit stage left and kind of get away from him. And I do think Edelman FaceTime Vrabel kind of like single white male, like, dude, you're not stealing my boy. Yeah. And that that's they were going back and yes. forth with that. I chat. think that is by far the most likely scenario for what happened here. Stalker. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, but that also makes me think that 
the Brady to the Titans possibility is even more likely. Would you agree with that, Dub? I mean, I don't know. They might just be messing with everybody. You know, they, some people do that because they know that everyone's going to see them on the FaceTime at the Syracuse game. I don't know, possibly. I mean, we already knew that they were, you know, pretty close, good friends. So I'm not sure that a FaceTime call necessarily sways my opinion one way or the other. What about you? Uh, what about you, Eddie? You've had a lot of awful opinions. Can you redeem yourself so far today? Well, I don't know about that. I think I've had some great opinions, but I would say slightly, slightly better as far as the chances of him going to Tennessee. What a about you? Bit. Yeah, I, I agree. What about you, Roberto? I think they're just trolling everybody. All right. So open phone lines. The first question that we're going to uh, the first question that I want to get out of everybody is: Does it seem strange to you at all that this is a FaceTime conversation? Like, why couldn't they just call on the phone if you want to talk on the phone? Uh, do you FaceTime with your buddies? Uh, normal conversation. I'm not talking about your wife, girlfriend. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about just you and your buddies. Do you FaceTime? Uh, 877-996-6369. And do you agree that this, in your mind, makes it more likely that Brady potentially is headed to the Titans if he leaves the Patriots. That's been my argument from the get-go, that if he leaves the Patriots, he's going to end up on the Titans. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's dive in and get some uh, of your calls reacting here. I'll start on the VIP line uh, with you, uh, Danny G. Who we got? Dan in New Jersey. Dan, what you think here? Hi, good morning, Clay. Uh, so to answer your first question, uh, I don't think it's weird at all for, for guys to, to FaceTime their friends. I know um, I do it sometimes, and ironically enough, it's usually when I'm at some sporting event with some of my other friends, and there's usually one friend that couldn't go. So it's kind of like FaceTiming them to twist the knife a little bit, like, oh, hey, you, you know, where are you at? You, you should have been here, that sort of thing. So I, I could kind of maybe see that dynamic a little bit with, with Brady and Vrabel, and then – for your second question, I don't think this really moves the needle much as far as it indicating that Brady's going to Tennessee. I'm, I'm with Dub and Roberto. I think that uh, they're kind of just trolling everyone uh, doing it in that public setting. All right. Thanks for the call. A bunch more of you want to weigh in. Uh, Dub, just fire us through here. Nick in New York. Nick, what do you think? Hey, uh, been listening for about a year. I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I would say... With FaceTiming, I usually do it when I'm talking to a girl on a dating site. Yeah, I'll do it to make sure she looks like her pictures. Yeah, makes total uh, sense. The next part. But you don't talk uh, to your buddies. Part, like, you don't talk to your guy friends, like, just to FaceTime. No, nah, I, I would say maybe once a month, if that. Yeah. And it'd be a rare occasion. In okay. regards to them FaceTiming, I say Edelman is a ball buster, and I think he was just trying to make Brady feel uncomfortable because, like you guys said, Brady's faced that at all. He, he did not want to be there. <laughs> Thanks. I actually do think that's the most likely outcome here is that uh, that they're talking and and Edelman's like, dude, you're not really going to go to Mike Vrabel and leave me in New England, are you? And Brady's like, dude, I don't I don't want to talk about it. You know, we're in a dome with 50,000 people here or whatever the heck it was watching the UNC game, 30,000. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to call Vrabel right now. I bet he answers. And he's like, no, you're not, dude. And he's like, I bet he'll, bet he'll answer. And then he answered. So that would be my guess as to why exactly this happened. Uh, and uh, and that, that Edelman's trying to make Brady uncomfortable. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Eddie in Texas. Eddie, what do you think? Hey, good morning. I FaceTime my grandkids. Well, that I'm makes sense. Dude. Yeah. Uh, video watch way before y'all's time with Dick Tracy. <laughs> and I heard through the grapevine that all that was paid for by a Syracuse Booster, not paid for the deal, but they were there. Uh, Syracuse Booster paid for all those guys to be there. Fallon and all those guys. Thanks for the call. Here's the thing. If I'm as rich as those guys are, why would I, like, I guess kind of it's cool to go to a Syracuse game, but if you're going to get me on a plane to travel somewhere, you have to pay me a lot of money. And I make a fraction of what those guys do. They get asked and invited to things everywhere. I thought it was just strange. I mean, that's a relatively low-level game, right? Like, even Syracuse fans are like, and UNC is awful this year. It's not like UNC is good. I I thought it was a strange event to be at, personally. Just a really, I mean, weird, like, I, I, I think if you were at that game and you were like, Tom Brady's here? Why is he here? It's not like it's courtside for Duke UNC or 
a massive game where you got the number one team in the country taking on somebody else. Like, remember when uh, LeBron went and sat courtside for that game between Duke and UVA last year? That made sense to me. Like, if you're a really big sports fan and you want to watch Zion go on the road against one of the top teams in the country in UVA, I totally get that. Syracuse UNC this year seems strange in the first place. Who's up next, Dub? Brad in California. Brad, what you got? Yeah, I was just uh, commenting on on the announcers, and I I think Dennis Miller needs to come back on TV. And you get you know Bill Cowher, Michael Strahan, since he has Monday nights off, and then on the field you got to have Frank Caliando interviewing people with different voices. That's what I I think would be hilarious. Yeah, I think the Caliendo thing would get old really fast on the sideline interviewing people. Uh, and I think that's a really boring booth. And maybe boring is what they want. Maybe they want like just plotting. Nobody's going to notice. Maybe that's the goal. I'm not sure. Who's up next? Jim in Texas. Jim, what do you think? Hey, I hey, love the show, Clay. Hey, a couple things real quick. Uh the only people I've ever FaceTime in my life besides one is uh, my kids and my wife. Yeah. So I think it is kind of weird. Well, who's I the other FaceTime one? I FaceTime a buddy I can remember. Uh, a buddy of mine, I was at an Aaron Lewis concert. He's the biggest Stain fan of all time. So he, and he thought somebody had died when, when I, when I uh, <laughs> FaceTimed. That's why yeah. he answered the phone. The other thing, Clay, I think you inadvertently maybe stumbled on something about the the Back to the Future and Doc with Michael J. Fox and the flux capacitor. Michael J. Fox has a ton of money and he doesn't need it, but I think Doc was kind of, you know, hit and miss on the acting. And if, if uh, Steve Jobs stole that, you're a lawyer. I have no idea. If that was his, I, if that was whoever made that movie, there, there may be some sort of money should be handed out. I have no idea. You're a lawyer. I'd love to hear what you say about that. I, you know, I'm not first of all, thanks for the call. I'm not an expert on you know tech uh, patents because there are people out there who are absolute geniuses that are constantly trying to patent uh, different inventions. I don't, I don't know that you could patent and again, this is I can't even put my lawyer hat on here because I'm not enough of a uh, of a uh, I don't have enough legal knowledge of this space. I don't think that Back to the Future was the first place that they thought of the idea of phone calls associated with video as well. Like, that's an idea that has existed. I mean, the guy who called in earlier from Texas, I think Eddie down in Texas was saying, the Dick Tracy watch, like the idea was that your watch was going to have video on it. As soon as television was invented, a lot of people automatically thought, well, what if we could pair television with the phone uh, and have it actually work? And uh, and that was obviously something that was in Back to the Future too, and now we have it. And I think a lot of people just take it for granted already. We've had it, and I think it's been pretty common for five years. What I'm saying is, I think it's a little bit interesting that those guys were talking via FaceTime because I just I don't talk to dudes on FaceTime. Uh, who's up next? Kevin in Pennsylvania. Kevin, what do you think? Hey Clay, thanks for taking my call. I. I, I'm 42 years old, and I can say I never FaceTime any of my friends unless yeah. 
I am with a group of other friends. Yeah. So if I'm with a group of other friends, the first thing we're doing is FaceTiming the person that isn't there and harassing them nonstop. So I think there is something to the fact that there is that close relationship there with the group of them. And I think that does lean a little bit more towards um, Brady's side where he may want to go somewhere where he has that close-knit friendship with somebody like Brable. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, thanks for the call. I, I think if you dissect this, what's most likely is that Edelman was trying to make Brady uncomfortable and he called Vrabel and said, I bet you he picks up instantaneously. And I don't know if he called from Brady's phone or if he called from his own phone, uh, but I would love to know uh, the, the full conversation there uh, of how that phone call came to be in a public place like this. Like if they're in the back of a limo, you know, uh, driving from one place to another. That's not as big of a deal. In fact, one of you guys can look this up. I think Vrabel has been with Brady at like the Kentucky Derby. Do you remember when 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 uh, Brady had like a huge core of guys that he went to the Kentucky Derby with and they were all posing outside of the airplane, I feel like? That photo went viral in some way. I believe that Vrabel was a part of that crew. And so that wouldn't, and I think Edelman was a part of that crew. So that wouldn't be surprising at all that that they would have a relationship over and above. Because not like Edelman and Vrabel ever played together. Who's up next? Last one here. We got Scott in Utah. Scott, what do you think? Uh, there ain't no forty-year-old dude that's FaceTiming anybody but his kids or maybe his wife. If she's showing her tatas to him <laughs> on his way home from work. I agree with you. I agree. I, like, I, and I, the I, second, yeah, the second one. I think Tom Brady and uh, Edelman are maybe just looking for a third person to bring up the caboose of their love train, <laughs> and uh, Brady's going to secretly come out. Uh the hate for Tom. Oh, Thank man. you for the call. The hate for Tom Brady. Also, we're all going to get trolled now, Clay, because I just got Facetimed by Vito. Uh, I, I, I yes. <laughs> I mean. So the general consensus, maybe I need to put this out on a uh, on a, uh, a Twitter poll, but the general consensus, at least from our calls, is that most men are not calling other men. Right? No, not unless they're in a group of friends and they want to kind of uh, give it to the friend that's missing. Yeah, and that I can get, but I'm talking about like regular conversation. It doesn't seem like it happens very often. All right, we come back. The greatest answer to a combine question that was given all week long. If you haven't heard this, trust me, you're going to love it. Uh, And then in hour three, all right, we'll get a little bit more serious in the second segment of hour three. I had a podcast exclusive interview with Art Bryles about how he ended up leaving Baylor. If you haven't heard the wins and losses podcast, it went up Friday. Some of you out there listening right now have never heard a wins and losses podcast. I'm telling you, if you like this show, you will love those. This Art Bryles interview, it's over an hour, went up on the Wins and Losses podcast on Friday. We're going to play you uh, a cut uh, of that interview in hour three. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. bit of news that's out there in the NFL universe. The Jacksonville Jaguars have franchise tagged Yannick Nigo. Oh, I just screwed it up. I had it in my head to not screw it up. How do you pronounce it? You were so close. Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe. I just forgot how to pronounce it. So Yannick Ngakwe has been uh, franchise tagged and uh, he tweeted the Jags are aware I no longer have interest in signing a long-term contract in Jacksonville. Duvall, I love you and gave you guys everything I got. I'm thankful for the journey and look forward to continuing my career elsewhere. So uh, a lot of drama down in Jacksonville where it seems like a lot of guys, and obviously last year the story was Jalen Ramsey demanding his way out. Now Yannick Ngakwe is uh, franchise tagged and wants out. Now, it's worth remembering, you can franchise tag a guy and then trade him to a team where he can work on a long-term extension. 
So uh, as the uh, free agency gets closer, and free agency officially begins on the 18th of March, so a couple of weeks from now, but the negotiation period begins two weeks from uh, Sunday, right? Uh, The 15th is when the negotiation officially can get underway. And so... Uh, but in the meantime, the uh, the teams have the opportunity to franchise tag players. And just FYI, when does the franchise tag window run out? Like March 8th? One of you guys will look that up if you would and let me know when. I think there's like a week, uh, this week potentially, where teams are allowed to franchise tag players and then the franchise tag runs out, that window runs out. What's the time frame on that? Anybody got the official date? where you have to notify a, a player if you're going to franchise yeah, tag him? the window closes on March 12th. March 12th. Okay, so longer term than I thought. So there's lots of frenzied negotiations going on. And the one complicating factor here as well is we don't know if in the final year of the CBA, which is right now, the uh, franchise tag and the transition tag are both usable, which means that theoretically you could restrict two players from being able to go anywhere. Uh, But if the players ratify the CBA, then the new CBA would take effect and you would only have the ability to franchise tag. That, for instance, could be a factor for a team like the Titans, which has a free agent at quarterback in Ryan Tannehill and a free agent at running back. In an ideal world, I think they would like to franchise and transition tag both Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill Uh, And there are other teams that have that possibility out there. And again, just because you franchise tag a guy doesn't mean that he's going to be on your team for sure. You can still trade him and move him on. All right, I tease this. The best answer given to any question at the Combine the entire week. I believe we have audio of this. Who is this guy, by the way? Uh, uh, Danny G? This is Trey Adams. Trey Adams. I believe he's an offensive lineman. Uh, he was asked, well, did we have the question as well as his response? Yeah, it's QA. All right, here we go. Listen to this. If you can change anything about yourself, what would it be? Uh, very, uh, very <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, do we have to bleep the whole thing there? Well, first he dropped a Shih Tzu, and then okay, yeah, and then a Dick so he Cheney. was asked if he could change anything about himself. He said he would want a bigger Dick Cheney. Yes, in a public <laughs> forum, you can change anything uh, about yourself. Trey Adams, uh, deadpans. I, I mean, that is absolutely phenomenal. We used to have this conversation. I need to get Jeff Schwartz on again this week, but they literally measure every body part except for the penis at the NFL Combine. I'm not kidding about this. Like. They, they they measure and publicly release everybody. You heard all the talk about like Joe Burrow's hands. They measure everything. It's an ultimate meat market. And the only thing they don't measure at the combine is your penis size. I mean, I'm not kidding about that. Like literally your, your thighs, your foot, your hand, your head, your height, like every single thing. They don't measure your penis. What if that's, what if that's the secret measurement that guarantees whether or not you're going to be a successful quarterback or not? That's an argument I make every year. What if every Super Bowl winning quarterback has had the exact same penis size and we've just been missing it all this time because it's the only thing that doesn't get measured or big horse balls. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Bit of news that broke in the last half hour. If you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, first, you poor bastard. Second, Yannick Ngokwe. I just messed that up. But anyway, he has been in Gokwe, has been franchise tagged. He has also tweeted out that he doesn't want to stay in Jacksonville. So we will see whether that franchise tag is going to lead to a trade or not. But again, that has happened in the last half hour. Uh, We have spent a lot of time on the show, if you're just waking up with us on the West Coast, uh, talking about the Tom Brady, Mike Vrabel, Julian Edelman FaceTime incident from uh, the Syracuse UNC game. We have also been talking about big-time win for Tony Romo getting a $17 million yearly contract from CBS and uh, locking in over $150 million guaranteed in the weeks and months ahead. That, my friends, is a big-time payday. Uh, And I should mention, we haven't even talked about this, but there has been an agreement from uh, from the Tyson Fury and the Deontay Wilder camp. Wilder exercised the clause in his contract to get a rematch, and reports are that that rematch will be fought on July 18th again at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. We'll see how much interest there is. That at least is a time of year when there aren't a lot of activities actually taking place. Uh, so uh, that is a uh, that is a possibility going forward that uh, that that will be a big time event. We'll see whether Wilder can avoid wearing a 45-pound mask down to the ring and therefore be able to avoid getting his uh, his butt kicked. And to be fair, we'll see whether Tyson Fury is able to cope with success. Uh, we've seen him before win the championship and have all sorts of outside-the-ring-related issues. We'll see whether he is able to, uh, to handle that success and perform in the same kind of uh, manner uh, dominant fashion that he did that we just saw uh, a couple of weeks ago in uh, the beatdown that he put on uh, Deontay Wilder. So that is a another story that is out there. The Tom Brady free agency news continues to dominate the uh, the entire sporting calendar. Uh, right now, I am looking at Fox Bet. You can go in. They have odds on where Tom Brady will play next. And interestingly, Nothing has really changed with the odds on Brady. He's still favored to return to the Patriots. Then the Raiders, which I I don't buy at all. And by the way, Peter King this morning, did you see this, Danny G? Peter King reported that John Gruden did, didn't wasn't really going to make an aggressive pursuit of Brady. Did you see that story? I did see that, yeah. Uh, so do you buy it? Do you think that, uh, that Peter King is correct in reporting that the Raiders aren't really that enamored of Tom Brady. Yeah, I tend to think that the Raiders are going to keep Carr for one more season and they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, I think that makes a little bit more sense. You're also a big Raider fan, Roberto. Do you think the Raiders are, uh, that that report from uh, from Peter King is accurate, that the Raiders are unlikely to aggressively pursue Tom Brady? Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I, I've been saying this from the get-go. I think if Brady leaves the Patriots, and my my bet would still be, that he is going to stay with the Patriots. But I think if he's going to leave the Patriots, that he's going to go to the Titans. 
I mean, I've been saying that for several weeks. The Mike Vrabel FaceTime incident just further confirms to me that if there is going to be a change in Brady's situation, he's going to want to go to the most comfortable situation where he is most likely to be able to win a championship. And I think that's with the Titans. Now, there's certainly the possibility the Colts could come after him. I think the Chargers will definitely make a play because they don't have a quarterback at all unless you count Tyrod Taylor. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a lot of offensive talent that surrounds uh, Jameis Winston. And it seems increasingly likely. Uh, I was reading in Peter King's column earlier this morning that th- there doesn't really seem to be... Uh, th- first of all, there seems to be a consensus emerging that Jameis Winston is not going to be back in Tampa Bay. And there seems to be a lot of uncertainty as to where he fits if he's not in Tampa Bay. In other words, there's not a lot of other teams out there that seem like they have a lot of interest for him. And I also think you start to look at the NFL free agent marketplace and there's the possibility that there are way more quarterbacks available than there are good jobs. So you start thinking, if, especially if Brady leaves. Now, if Brady doesn't leave, then I think there's going to be a lot less movement. But if Brady leaves and the Titans pursue him, that potentially frees up Ryan Tannehill. We know already that Teddy Bridgewater is likely to be on the market. I think that Jameis is going to be on the market alongside of Marcus Mariota and uh, and Phillip Rivers. And that's at a minimum. And that's without the possibility of Cam Newton also being on the move. And I think it's likely that, that Cam... Uh, that people want to get Cam out of Carolina and start to free up that situation. So if Brady leaves, he is sort of the domino that falls, that that changes a lot of other aspects. This is almost like when you get into the uh, college coaching market and you've got one coach who leaves in a big job, and it's not just the fact that he's leaving and opening up a job. It's that all the other jobs beneath him are also in the process of being moved around. So I think that Brady is the linchpin here. He is the domino that is either going to fall or not fall. And again, we're going to talk about this for 15 straight days as we move towards NFL free agency. The uh, the the franchise tag window closes on March 12th. We've got the free agent negotiation period, which opens on March 15th. And then by March 18th, Uh, you can officially begin to sign contracts. So the other complicating factor here is the NFL CBA has yet to be sent, my understanding is, to the players to allow them to vote on it either. Expectation seems to be that it's going to be ratified, but we won't know that for certain for a little while. So all of that is worth following uh, as we come down the stretch run of the of the NFL offseason and the NFL CBA being ratified is a big deal because if it's ratified first of all they go out the NFL owners do and start trying to sell this uh this new uh this new entity uh this new venture to the public at large uh the NBC CBS Fox and ABC all that money but also it means there's not the transition tag and the franchise tag to both be applied going forward. Okay, um, we are going to play next. In the next segment, I think you guys are going to be uh, really pretty blown away by what you're about to hear. 
Art Bryles was my guest on Friday in the Wins and Losses podcast. This is a podcast exclusive. If you haven't signed up for it already and you like this show, you need to be signed up for it. I mean, it is, I, I got to say, a lot of really good long-form interviews, whether it's with Kirk Herbstreet or Paul Feinbaum or Mike Leach or uh, Colin Cowherd or Jason Whitlock, a lot of really good interviews that are out there for you to be able to go listen to, which are, I think, pretty fantastic. Art Bryles has barely talked to the media at all since he was fired by Baylor. He spent over an hour with me. We are going to play you the section of the podcast, the long-form interview that deals with him losing his job at Baylor. And I want you to clear everything you think you know about that Baylor situation out of your mind right now and just listen to this interview and then we'll allow all of you to react. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If you haven't heard any of the Wins and Losses podcast yet, here is a big discussion that we had. Art Bryles, over an hour, talking with me, a former Baylor coach. We talked about a lot of his coaching career, but in particular, we dove into everything surrounding his firing at Baylor. Here is that part of the conversation. It begins now. I'm going to take you back in time to like the, the off season of 2015. Were you conscious of what was coming and, and of the storm clouds that were gathering, or were you totally blindsided by this? I, I can say that, you know, just completely blindsided. And I, I really think all of us were, you know, administration, everything, uh, in, including the university, you know, and maybe even the Board of Regents who, uh, you know, I think were put in a situation they certainly weren't prepared for. And I think that's, you know, shown its its tail. But, you know, we just, at that time in 2015, in the summer of 2015, you know, we they were just investigating. We felt like when they came in, we were told, Sam's situation, you know, and Sam was a guy that transferred from Boise. Chris Peterson actually called me, you know, and asked me to take Sam. He said, I've got this guy that, you know, insubordinate, you know, he won't come to practice, he won't stay around, he's a good player, he's from Houston, you know, and I think, you know, Bader's a good place for him because I've known Chris and, you know, been on a couple of trips with him and his wife, and um, so he felt like, you know, he knew me, he thought we'd be a good place for him, so we you know, I said, yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. So we checked into it with this high school coach at Pearland, Texas, uh, Tony Heath, and, you know, Coach Bennett. You know, we had a couple of players on the team that had played with him. We talked to them, and, um, you know, everything checked out. But, you know, Sam, at the end of the day, you know, uh, he never played a down for us. You know, once he got investigated and had an allegation, and we, we pulled him out and held him out of everything, and, um and so that's that was what that was all about at that time. And I, I might and, and not let me, let me I want to I want to talk about Sam for a sec because I do think this is a this is an important detail. And a lot of times people have their names out there, and you know the initial onslaught of coverage. And sometimes I can be guilty of this because I'm in the media and everybody's talking about stories. This was a really complicated case, and I'm just going to give a background here for people who don't know. Uh, he was charged with uh, sexual assault. He was found guilty. Then the conviction was overturned. He got a new trial. Then the conviction, I think, was reinstated. And then it was reversed again in July of 2019. So ultimately, I believe I'm correct in this, he was not convicted of any crime. Am I, and, but that's like a five-year process that this thing went on, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it's a no crazy doubt. story I'm, that it went on for five years, this investigation into sexual yeah. assault. And ultimately, he was found not to have committed a crime even though, obviously, this was a big part of the story that led to your ouster and the quote-unquote yep. scandal that surrounded Baylor Athletics. So that's that's one of the stories that's out there that I don't think a lot of people know. No, and that's it's just, you know, it's it's a shame for, first of all, that for him and, you know, it, the alleged victim, you know, that it's, it's a shame they were both caught in that situation. And, but it just, you know, it kept Sam from uh, fulfilling his, athletic career no doubt you know he did end up staying there and graduate from college and you know never had another another incident to my knowledge but it's so uh, he graduated from baylor have you talked to him recently i really haven't no i haven't uh, yeah. but i i think he's living in houston and, and working somewhere 
Okay, and then another one that I think is a big part of this scandal, and I'm curious if you've had any relationship with him, was Sean Oakman, who was an All-American defensive end, would have been, I think, you can speak to this much better than I can, potentially a first-round caliber talent. He was arrested on charges of sexual assault, and then he was found not guilty of the charges against him, but it took three years for those charges to be found not guilty. And if I remember correctly, the jury only deliberated for like a really short time. That feels like it was in many ways, and again, I'm wearing my lawyer hat here, a miscarriage of justice. And let me explain to people who are listening to me out there. I believe if you're charged with a crime by uh, a district attorney and the jury goes out and they deliberate for like 45 minutes and they unanimously find you not guilty after three years of you having been charged with a crime, that's a sign of prosecutorial misconduct in my mind because that jury listens and they immediately say, nah, there's not anything here. And honestly, there's a guy playing for the Denver Broncos now that I pay attention to, uh, I believe A.J. Johnson from Tennessee, who was also found not guilty in like 45 minutes after being dragged through something for years. And I'm not saying any of these situations are in any way great for the alleged victims or the victims and any kind of situations like this. But I'm just saying if a jury listens for 45 minutes and says, nah, this guy's unanimously not guilty, something was wrong on the prosecutorial side. But the reason why I bring these up with you, Art uh, Bryles, and we're talking on the Wins and Losses podcast is, Two cases that were cited as evidence of why you needed to lose your job and why Baylor was out of control both ended ultimately in not guilty verdicts. What do you know about Sean Oakman? What kind of relationship do you have with the guy? Because I watched the video. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it was hard for me as a dad to watch that and see him crying after the not guilty verdict and saying not that he was talking about himself, but how bad he felt for Baylor football because he felt responsible for part of the scandal and he didn't feel like he had done anything wrong. It was it was really tough. You know, it, it was really hard at the time when they, uh, um, you know, said that, that, you know, Sean had done that. It actually happened in the – it happened like a, two weeks before the NFL draft, I believe, and it was in April of 2016. And uh, I can remember it vividly. He actually had graduated – uh, that December, so he was he was a uh, you know a, a good graduate. student. He was just yeah. I mean, and honestly, the first graduate in his family's uh, history. So that that was some that was something that you know if I ever had anything that I wanted to hang my hat on, it was first generational graduates. You know, that was one thing I always stressed our guys. And while I was at Beta, we were either first or second in Big Twelve in graduation rate, and we actually had the highest GPA in the the history of the university in the spring of 2016. But when that when that happened with Sean, he was just living there in Waco working out, getting ready for the draft. And it was just it was just devastating, you know, because like you mentioned, it was another, you know, case on top of a case with the Sam case and and we did have a guy that was convicted in twenty, you know, twelve or thirteen, uh, you know, that is did serve time. He's actually the only one that ever you know, got convicted of any player that ever coached. And once I found out he was, you know, uh, in in a case, we, you know, we dismissed him from the program. And actually the university let him stay in school. He ended up transferring to another university but never finished there. But anyway, the deal with Sean was just, it was awful. You know, I was in Italy actually coaching. Uh, I think this just happened like about a year ago when he 
you know, got the not guilty call. I yeah, it wasn't my, until my, February of 19. He was arrested in April of 2016, and it was almost three years later that he was finally found not guilty of that charge. Yeah, I, I can remember I was over in Italy with, uh, you know, I had a couple, three players that had played at Bader over with me, and a couple of them coaching, and, or a couple playing, one of them coaching, and, uh, you know, this one guy kept up with uh, Sean, him and Sean were buddies, so you know, uh, I actually talked to Sean on the phone. You know, after after he was exonerated, and it was he was just, you know, just just uh, tearfully happy. You know, I mean, just relieved. And you can imagine the three years, you know, that he went through. Because to answer your question initially, yeah, he he was a first round talent, no doubt. You know, and so that's, but that to me is that's inconsequential to you know what it does to it to his name and his. Uh, you know, and what it does to your soul. I mean, that that's where it hits you, you know, because you can always, um, you know, maintain and, and fight on. But I'm telling you, when, when you get when you get your soul dragged into it and get that, that put on you, it's a, it's a hard, hard, uh, hard thing to live with and a hard, hard burden to, to carry. So he, he carried that for three years, wherever, where he went, you know, people are looking at him and they're saying that, that guy was guilty of the sexual assault, you know, until he got exonerated. But, um, you know, so I'm I'm happy that that it that he was innocent, and now I'm happy that I think he's playing the XFL now out in L.A. And hopefully he has. I mean, to me, so this is again me me kind of putting my lawyer hat on here. Um, and but I'm also I think in a unique spot because I'm in the media. And so in the media, you are obligated uh, in the culture we live in to have opinions, right? I'm in the opinion business. And so every day you look at the evidence and you have an opinion. But a lot of times it's very surface level based opinions. And especially when legal issues are concerned, I try to dive into it, right? Because I, I, this is my legal background, maybe training, and I've worked in the criminal justice system and I know how complicated these cases are. And it bothers me in a big way as soon as a guy's name is attached to a sexual assault, a lot of people immediately say, that guy is guilty, that guy's an awful human being, and they just throw the book at him. And Sean Oakman, to me, is a great example of this because three years it takes him to actually get the opportunity to appear in front of a court. And when a jury of his peers actually hears all the evidence, they immediately basically agree unanimously, this is not a sexual assault, there's no case here. But most people never even hear that, right? Because you know oh. this. The initial headline comes out of the sexual assault, and then the sports media disappears, right? Because we're not yeah, good, sports good, media. Good news don't sell, Clay. Good news doesn't sell, but also because we're not, most of the time, sports media members qualified to then follow court cases unless you're a superhuman star, right? Like Ray Lewis or Mike Tyson or somebody that is of that ilk where it's going to be, or Aaron Hernandez for that case, where the case is actually going to be covered on television. The Sean Oakmans of the world, people just vanish. Like the A.J. Johnsons in Tennessee, and all that's left is that scarlet letter, right? People remember the charge. They oftentimes don't remember the exoneration. And I try to share these things. And I'm not saying I was perfect in the way that I talked about the Baylor case, because the other thing, Coach, and you know this, is if you're a guy and you defend somebody who is charged with a crime like this, then people come after you and they say, oh, look at that guy. And people worry about getting tarred and feathered. They worry about the mob coming after them. And so there's got to be a villain. 
and we just walked through. You said there was one guy who committed crimes and ended up graduating from from Baylor. But the big ones that got a lot of attention are Sam Ukawachu, whose name I'm, I might be mispronouncing, and Sean Oakman, who were both ultimately found not to have committed crimes. And yet for all of that, the Baylor president loses his job, the athletic director loses his job, and you lose your job. Um, and I want to say this, I believe the athletic director is an athletic director somewhere now, right? I know he got another athletic directing job. Uh, and also, right? Six and also, yeah. uh, he was out of work for six months. And then also, and this is crazy to me, Ken Starr, uh, who a lot of people will recognize the name, even if they didn't remember that he was the president of Baylor, he is one of Donald Trump's defenders in the Senate. The president of the United States of America hires Ken Starr to represent him, arguing in the well of the Senate against impeachment, which is arguably, arguably the single most important job that any lawyer can have in America. And I didn't hear hardly anybody even mention the Baylor incident. But you, coach, are not allowed to coach in the CFL, and you aren't allowed. A lot of people didn't want you to coach. Now you're coaching in high school football. Why do you think you ended up the one guy who was in that room uh, in, in the Baylor sort of administration who was untouchable and everybody else seems to be able to get jobs. I think everybody on your staff got jobs. Why do you think that happened? Fortunately, everybody did end up uh, getting a job. And Clay, that, I, if I could answer that question, I would, uh, you know, I would certainly uh, breathe a lot smoother these days. It's just, it, it's mind-boggling to me, quite honestly. I mean, uh, if you're the, you know, if you're the leader of a program or you're the captain of the ship or however you want to say it, you know, then then that's that's where the the blame's going to go. I think a, a couple of telling facts are is that, you know, once they dismiss me, um, you know, the whole staff stayed intact. You know, for the whole next year, they got they they worked there and stayed the whole the whole next year. So it, it wasn't like it was a culture of bad, you know characters and bad people and stuff that was going on, you know, I mean, they just, I think they needed uh, somebody that they could, uh, you know, point it to. Uh, I'm not, and do you feel you know, like I'm you were, do you feel like you were the fall guy? I don't, I don't think there's any question, you know, and uh, you know, it's like I said, it, it's a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sway somebody's opinion, but I think if you do study the facts, you know that are involved in the in the Baylor's scandal or situation or whatever you want to call it. Then I and and as they start coming out more and more, just like we had a deposition, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago with one of the board of regents who said Coach Bowser was not dismissed for mishandling any uh, sexual conduct, uh, sexual cases. And I, I, you know, I told the lawyer that did the deposition, I said, well, you'd have a hard time getting America to believe that. You know. Um, you know, it's, but that's it, coming from a brewery's mouth. Yeah, it's just it's mind boggling to me. And I believe I'm correct in this. Baylor's legal counsel sent a letter to you saying specifically that you did not fail or discourage victims from reporting to law enforcement or university officials. That basically your behavior, as if people wanted somebody to be responsible here, but Baylor itself in its own investigation cleared you, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, 1000%. And then, 
you know, all the way through. I never talked to a victim, never texted with a victim, never did anything my entire nine years at Baylor and, well, eight football seasons and nine springs. And, you know, they had access, the Pepper Hamilton, Baylor officials, everybody had access to everything that I ever did because I had one phone the whole time I was there. They got a hold of it, took everything out of it, had one computer, did everything out of my computer. And, you know, so it's, you know, um, so it was pretty transparent from that end, you know, and um, so I don't know. It, it's been a, it's been a, a situation where I've just tried to, you know, keep a real positive attitude. You know, I, I feel extremely, you know, bad and and hurtful for, you know, girls and, and people that were victimized during my time there. But you know, uh, it's, sadly, that's just you know, kind of the way the world is today, you know, and I hate to say that, but that's, that's just a reality. I mean, it's a, it's the world's in a situation where, you know, if you're not very, very protective of, of yourself and you're around and, you know, something, you know, bad could happen, but that's just, just the way it is today. So, um, you know, like I said, I feel, I feel you know, terrible for the things that went on while I was there, but when you look at the facts of the situation and how we handled them, even without, you know, the preparation that we had, the whole time I was there, I was never given any direction on how to handle any discipline at all in any situation. We didn't get Title IX until November of 2014. Um, you know, and nobody ever directed me on anything. So, um, you know, we just kind of did the best with what we had. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, so some border regions felt like that wasn't good enough. And I think they felt pressured into making a change. And, you know, I was the guy to do the change with. Um, I just didn't know that they, you know, that it would go to the next level to where, you know, I would be, uh, I guess you could just say, unhirable in many situations right now. So when you lost your job, were you stunned that it had gotten to that level? Did you have any indication that you were going to be? And by the way, it wasn't just you who lost their jobs. Ken Starr lost his job as president of the university because the larger investigation revealed issues that weren't unique to football that were related to Baylor in general. Um, and, yep. Yep. Uh, and, and also the athletic director. But like I just said, those guys get you know got another AD job and Ken Starr is representing Donald Trump in the well of the Senate during the impeachment trial, and yet you can't coach in the CFL. I, I would to ask you answer your question. Was I shocked? Just completely, completely shocked. It was, uh, you know, I was made of 26, 2016, you know, and I'm in there meeting actually with Todd Graham and two of his offensive staff guys that come from Arizona State uh, to talk offensive football on a Thursday morning. About it was about seven thirty in the morning, and he and the AD. And, you know, we just had a meeting with the board of, of select board of regents two nights earlier. I asked for a meeting because uh, one of my friends that was on the board told me they had a straw vote in Houston the Friday before. And he said, Coach, it doesn't look good. You know, he said, and actually said, I failed to miserably. I had to leave and go back to a, a regents, I mean, a uh, board of directors meeting in Dallas. Another guy that was on the board that was uh, kind of a friend of mine was in California at the time and wasn't at the meeting. He said, it done look good. And I said, you're telling me they're going to they're gonna let me go and not even give me an opportunity to talk to them? He said, well, you can make this call, this call, see so if you can get something together. So I did, and I got me, me and Ian in front of the select board of regents 
slick group of Board of Regents. This is your athletic director at the time. Yes, sir. Yeah, Ian McCall, and, and a great man, just one of the best ever. Um, and so, you know, we did that meeting Tuesday, and I was I was worried. You know, I was I was really worried about Ian and some others. I mean, I'd had a person on staff come in and who had gone AWOL for three days, so, and, you know, contemplating, you know, not carrying on. And so it was a, it was a really, really – uh, intense time, you know, because of all the pressure that we're getting as a university and, and as a football staff, and me particularly as a head football coach. So, and Ian was getting a lot of it. And, and like I said, there's not a better person that I've ever been around than Ian McCall. And um, so I was worried about him. And I, we go meet Tuesday, and I hear nothing on Wednesday. You know, I, I you know I want to check on him and say how he's doing. I call no response. He doesn't call me back. It's extremely uncommon. Um, and then I get a call from him the first morning. He says, Coach, uh, uh, what you doing? I said, well, you know, I'm in here missing with these guys. And I said, are you okay? You know, and he said, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm fine. But he says, um, they're, they're going to let you go. That is a part of our long-form conversation with Baylor head coach Art Bryles, who I think – was absolutely railroaded by a mob of people who wanted there to be a football villain. We'll let you guys react who were listening there, 877-996-6369, who might have heard the full conversation on the podcast. All of that still when we come back. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Lots of reaction coming in to the Art Bryles segment of the interview that we played. And let me just say this contextually. Uh, again, you should go listen to the whole Wins and Losses podcast. But one of the things that I find particularly troubling in our society today is Art Bryles, I think, is uh, the Richard Jewell of college football coaches right now. If you remember the Richard Jewell case, the guy got alleged to have uh, been the Atlanta bomber, and then you go look at all the evidence, and it turns out that he was the guy who actually had protected people from being uh, being blown up. I don't think our Bryles did anything wrong at all. I think if you look at all the evidence in this case, and I'm open to the idea that there's evidence that I haven't seen, but if you look at all the evidence in the Baylor case, and I'm not claiming that I was perfect when this story came out, I'm not claiming that every opinion that I ever had about the Baylor case was correct, all right? I'm not saying that I'm perfect here. But what I try to do is actually look at the evidence in cases. And when you look at all the evidence in the R. Bryles case, the Sam Ukwuchu, the Sean Oakman case, both of those guys ultimately determined not guilty, there's nothing there that cost Art Bryles his job. I think they needed a scapegoat, and they thought if they fired Art Bryles, it would save the larger university at Baylor from troubles relating to how they had been handling sexual assault on a religious campus like Baylor. And I think they thought if we give up Art Bryles here, his head on a platter to the media, they will all leave and we'll all survive. Now, it didn't end up being the case. Ken Starr lost his job, the president of the university. The AD, Ian McCall, lost his job as well. But the AD and Ken Starr both seem to have recovered fine. Art Bryles tried to get a job as an assistant with the CFL, a Canadian football league team, 
and people lost their minds. I think the mob has so made Art Bryles into a bad guy here that a lot of people in the media are afraid of even looking at this case. And this is what I find to be really problematic and troubling. People are so afraid of being tarred and feathered and connected to somebody who has a bad reputation that people in my space, most of them, won't even examine the facts because they're afraid that we'll get tarred and feathered. And probably it'll happen. I just don't care. And I'm past the point where I worry about losing my job. I'm in a good place financially. But I think this is a fundamental miscarriage of justice, not just for Sean Oakman, who clearly didn't do anything wrong at all and lost his chance to be a first-round pick, but for the whole Baylor football program. Now, they came through it fine. They ended up with Matt Rule, and he brought Baylor back and won at a high level. But our Bryles can barely get a job at all in the coaching ranks. This guy should still be able to be a head coach, in my opinion. We got a couple people who want to weigh in on calls. Let's be fast with them. Uh, Dub, what do we got? Kim in West Virginia. What you got? Hi there. Yeah, fire yeah. away. Yeah, Sean Oakman, he booked in an arena team here in Wheeling, West Virginia last year. Talked to him several times. I'm a sports writer, and he was a great great individual, great competitor on the field, and he deserved to be picked in the uh, XFL there. Yeah, he's in the XFL now. Thanks for the call. Fast. Uh, let's go fast. Next up. Melvin in Virginia. Melvin, what you got? Hey, take, thanks for taking my call, Mr. Travis. I just wanted to say I agree with everything on, that you know you said, but what I wanted to really say was, you know, I've been listening to your show a long time, and you're a fair guy. I mean, you know, like you, hate you, however you feel about you, you're always fair. You bring out you bring out everything. This was a great piece of journalism, sir, and thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, does it change you guys' mind on the show? Like, I looked into all this evidence. I think a lot of people take stories at surface value, and I think there are a lot of people out there who thought and think Art Bryles awful human being. That's the reputation that he has. Just listening to that, did it change your mind, Danny G? Yeah, 100%. This is why follow-ups are needed in sports journalism. Uh, what about you, Dub? You listened to well, the I whole thing. The, I listened to the whole thing. And, you know, later on in the interview, you, they mentioned more about Sean Oakman and those other guys and go into more detail about how it's, you know, it's five years later that the actual, you know, charges were not held up or whatever. And you don't really hear that anymore Never. once that comes out. It's a scarlet letter. If you're a man who's charged with sexual assault, if you're later vindicated, almost no one covers that story. You're perpetually the scarlet lettered guy who raped someone. You don't ever get vindication. What about you? Is Eddie still there or did he bail? <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's unbelievable. Roberto, what about you? Did it change your opinion of our Bryles? Yes, it did. I actually feel bad for the guy, man. Um, all right. So you guys can go listen to that full wins and losses podcast. I also love hearing from you. Let me know what you thought of the interview at Clay Travis on Twitter. Appreciate all of you. Check out the wins and losses podcast with our Bryles, the full interview. I think your mind will be a little bit blown. There's a Duke lacrosse element to this case at Baylor where ultimately what you think happened may not have happened at all. And most in the media aren't going to talk about it or cover it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you have a good Monday. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Binge listen this and all your artist stations, plus any song from our library of millions of songs, all ad-free. Get your free 30-day trial of iHeartRadio All Access. You'll love it. Don't be basic. Be extra. Start your free 30-day trial of iHeartRadio All Access now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.